Welcome to all of our board members, managers, business partners, and condo enthusiasts. You've tuned in to our very first episode of Herzl's Condo Chronicles, the podcast where we unravel the mysteries of condo living, dive deep into the heart of our homeowners associations. I'm Rita Khan, Director of Marketing. And I'm Kevin Herzl, the Managing Member. Today we're kicking off our podcast, uh, which will be released once a month covering hot topics. Uh, prevalent issues in the community association world and all things related to condo and HOA law. So the mystery that we are going to try and resolve today is the new Corporate Transparency Act. All right, let's get into today's topic. You may have heard of this before, uh, the Corporate Transparency Act or CTA. While it's not necessarily something new, it is something new for the condo and HOA world. And today we're going to dive deep into exactly what it is what you need to do to prepare for it, and how we can help you with it. So Kevin, what exactly is the Corporate Transparency Act? Well, it's about transparency for corporations, Rita. <laughs> oh, duh. <laughs> <laughs> well, what it is, so we, we, uh, the federal government came along and decided that we needed to do something to try and combat uh, illegal laundered money in real estate, any kind of corporate um, entities. So this doesn't apply just to community associations or nonprofits but it applies to pretty much any type of corporate entity. But what the Corporate Transparency Act requires is that corporate entities file what they call a beneficial owner report. Uh, and so that report is going to identify who's in charge uh, of these companies. And typically it's gonna be somebody with more than 25% ownership interest, or if you're a community association and you don't necessarily have an owner as a nonprofit corporation, uh, what they're gonna be looking for is those who are actually in control of the corporation. So it sounds like this is an essential piece of legislation. Now, are all community associations required to comply with this? Or does it, what does this mean for board members exactly? Uh, so if you're not a corporate entity, you're not going to need to comply. Uh, there are special rules for trust. There are a few exemptions out there, so I can't say that 100% of community associations are going to have to comply, but almost all of them will. Uh, they're traditionally organized as nonprofit corporations. Uh, and the biggie here is, is if you don't file these reports, there's pretty stiff penalties. Uh, so you can be fined up to $500 a day. A uh, maximum of $10,000 or potentially go to jail for failing to do this. So this is not like your father's annual report that you, use, you know, file on the state level. There's, uh, you know, where, where it's just a $25 slap on the wrist and you get automatically dissolved. Uh, so failing to do this, there's pretty substantial penalties. And the other big difference is this is not just a once a year update. So after you do your initial filing, which must be done by the end of this year, any kind of changes in the board. And so if somebody resigns, if you get a new person that gets appointed during the year, once they have the election, you have to make that filing with the federal government within 30 days. Wow, that's a quite a bit of chunk of change there if they don't comply with that. Um, so what better, is- Better build it in your budget now <laughs> if you're, you're not ready to file the reports. This is true. Uh, so what exactly are the requiring or requirements for the community associations under the CTA. Are there things that the board should be focusing on reporting or maybe things that they don't necessarily have to report? So I think one of the big issues for boards is how they're going to go about this process because it's different than the annual reports on a state level where you pretty much just have to put in your name and potentially an address, you know, even of a management company. So this one, it's going to require a lot of the basic contact information, but it's also going to require a personal ID number and then a copy of a driver's license, passport, something that's not been expired. 
uh, along those lines that's going to be uploaded to the system to actually identify you. And so it's going to be somewhat of a challenge for boards in order to gather all this information, keep it secure, make sure that nobody should be getting this, uh, that should be getting it, you know, identity theft issues. So one of the things that we've really focused on is trying to make it a secure portal through our website. Somebody wanted to upload that so we can transmit the information safely, securely to the federal government and then delete the information. Because I, I think a lot of board members are going to have issues with probably sharing this information with their neighbor. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they have no idea who it is. Uh, you know, I don't know how they're going to feel about, you know, having a property management company do this mm -hmm. or sharing it to them or just shooting them an email with their passport and all that kind of stuff on it and not knowing what's going to happen with it and how it's going to be saved and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so th that's going to be another new challenge that these boards are going to have to overcome. Uh, so we've had quite a few questions um, come our way since we posted our blog on our Michigan Community Association blog. Uh, so one of the key questions that we've received is, can boards just wait till the annual meeting um, once all the board members have been elected, those that are not going to be reelected have gone off, the new ones have come on and get familiarized with the association. Um, what are we telling them about sort of waiting till that annual meeting has uh, happened and gone uh, to update that information? So that will work for 2024, but only 2024. So what, what the rules say is that you have to get your initial uh, report. It's gotta be filed before the end of 2024. I would not wait to the very last minute because if there's a rush of filings and you need help with it, and it turns out to be Christmas day, for example, you may not be able to help or whoever may not be able to help you do that. Um, you know, so certainly it's gotta be done Make sure it's done sometime before the end of the year. We have some boards who are already starting to do it now, you know, checking that box off their list uh, and moving forward. Once you file that initial report, though, uh, it's near in the 30-day world from any types of changes. And so that, that's the key thing to remember is after the filing initial report, then any additional changes are 30 days. It's not the once a year that most people are used to. And that $500 comes into play on that 31st day if they don't. $500 a day. A day. Yes, All right. right. On day 31. So, you know, we're we're going to see FinCEN uh, is charged with enforcing this as a branch of the federal government. Uh, we're going to see how strict they are. I don't know that they necessarily have it out to get community associations or that there's a hotbed of illegal activity going on in, in uh, community associations that they're trying to uncover. Uh, but I also would not want to be the test case and find this out or have to explain to the co-owners uh, why we were fined $10,000 or have to go back and explain to my wife uh, why I ended up in jail because I didn't file some people. <laughs> so you mentioned we have a, an offering for the CTA uh, compliance program. Uh, could you tell our audience a little bit more about that, how they can get more information, um, what exactly that entails that we have for them? Sure. So uh, if you're interested in signing up, uh, we have flat fee offerings for this. Uh, info at herzalaw.com. Just go ahead and shoot an email. Uh, for the initial report, it's $500 uh, flat fee, and we'll gather all that information, gather it securely. Uh, the other owners won't see it. The management company doesn't have to see this. Uh, we will review it, make sure none of the IDs, uh, nothing's been expired, making sure everything has been properly transmitted to FinCEN, uh, and then we will give you confirmation that your report has been filed and then destroy your information uh, after that information has been successfully uploaded. So that's pretty much what we're offering. If there's any additional updates, uh, that's going to be a little bit less heavy lifting, so that's a $250 flat fee for any kind of updates that would pop up. So I guess the million dollar question is, or the $500 question. Or the $10,000 question. This is true. How does someone or an association know for sure whether they're required to file this or not? What would we tell them if someone says, hey, I don't know, I'll just leave it alone, wait till you know it pops up to do anything about it? Yeah, so if, you are, if you're incorporated, you're going to need to do something about it. If you're not incorporated, 
uh, or, or there's some that are set up as trusts or unincorporated associations. You may want to go ahead and check with the attorney as to whether you qualify. There's going to be a few associations, and this is very rare. Most people get confused and associate nonprofits with 501c3s. So 501c3s are exempt. Um, they're on the exempt list, but most associations do not qualify for that exemption, nor are they set up that way. Uh, and so if you have questions about that, ask the attorney uh, you know, beforehand and get a legal opinion as to whether you need to comply or not. So ask, ask someone, ask your attorney. Um, yes, ask someone before Vincent <laughs> comes knocking yes, on your door. Yes, exactly, with a bill. Um, so there you have it, all things you need to know about the Corporate Transparency Act. That wraps up this first episode of Herzl's Condo Chronicles. A big thank you to everyone who tuned in today. Uh, we hope you found our discussion on the Corporate Transparency Act insightful and valuable. Absolutely, Rita. As we embark on this podcasting journey, our goal is to keep community associations well-informed and well-prepared. The Corporate Transparency Act is just the beginning, and we'll be diving into a bunch of different topics in the future, addressing prevalent issues and sharing our expertise on condo and HOA law. Indeed, Kevin. And to our listeners, if you have any burning questions or topics that you'd like us to explore in future episodes, feel free to reach out to us. We're here to make the complexity of the condo world simple. Each month, step into the world of legal enlightenment with Herzl's Condo Chronicles, the podcast brought to you by Herzl Law. Join us as we explore the ins and outs of the legal landscape, share intriguing case studies, and dive into the heart of legal matters affecting your community association. Plus, don't miss out on the monthly legal news updates with Herzl's Monthly Roundup, where we serve up the latest legal insights hot off the press. Get ready for a journey where law meets life and wisdom meets the everyday. The information on this podcast is intended for informational purposes only. This podcast is not intended to provide legal advice. The purpose of this podcast is to provide general education and information. This podcast may not reflect the most recent legal developments or future changes in the law. Herzl Law disclaims all liability in respect to actions taken or not taken based on any or all the content of this podcast, including the accuracy of any content to the fullest extent permitted by law. No business or client relationship is established by listening to this podcast. Any cases, law, or other scenarios discussed during this podcast are unique to that specific situation and are not indicative of a specific outcome in any other legal matters.